to IEP Radio, a show dedicated to the education of all things indoor environmental quality related. And now here's your host, Michael Schrantz. Welcome to IEP Radio. This is episode 31. Today's podcast is going to be covering the CIRS network or Sears network that was originally the, the genesis of the idea was from a Dr. Alan Grunning who practices the shoemaker protocol for people with uh, Sears or CIRS, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, with a Christian emphasis. Uh, it's a great resource. Uh, during our interview, we talk about the website, what it's about. Um, we dive into how it can help patients, uh, how it can help professionals. It's a great episode. It's a simple one. Uh, we don't go eight levels deep. Um, this is a newer endeavor, but we're excited to finally get it out there and push it so that other people can take good advantage of it. Uh, a little bit about Dr. Alan Grunning. Dr. Grunning is the president and medical director for the International Center for Health and Wellness in Fort Myers, specializing in the comprehensive care of those with fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue syndrome, autoimmune disorders, and environmental toxicity using a functional medicine approach. He is the founder, executive, and medical director of Christian Medical Ministries and the Southwest Florida Free, uh, free Pain Clinic in Fort Myers, Florida. Um, as I mentioned, um, Dr. Allen uh, originally had this idea uh, to create this website, uh, this resource for people, and it's growing every day. Um, Dr. Grunning has 17 years as an ER doctor. He's been working with CIRS patients for 16 years. So he comes today to help me explain this with a wealth of knowledge. Alan is a wonderful man. He's very generous, as you will see. Hope that this interview can be another great resource for you to use as both a patient looking to heal and as a practitioner looking to learn more. So without further ado, let's get started. Dr. Grunning, welcome to the show. Hi, Michael. It's great to be here today. It's great to have you. I know this is not your first time on IEP Radio, uh, episode 26. If people want to check that out on IEP Radio, uh, dived into another important uh, issue, and that is having chronic illness on a budget, what we call a prayer. So take a look at that. For those of you listening, it's an excellent uh, podcast. But today, what we're focusing on is something a little bit different. Um, something that Alan and I and many others who are not here with us today uh, physically um, uh, would are excited to debut, to share, and that is the CIRS Network. I'm about to pull up my screen right now because I want to show you this website, and I'm going to have um, Alan help me a little bit today with understanding what is this? What is this about? How can this help you? How can this help other people like practitioners? And so we'll start with the basics. Alan, would you mind telling our audience, just giving an overview of CIRS Network and what it is? Sure. Um, so, Michael, um, and for the sake of the audience, um, there are a number of us who are involved with um, Surviving Mold Richie Shoemaker's group um, who are followers of Jesus. And we started to meet together a number of years ago, once a month, to um, pray together and support each other and encourage each other. And I kind of threw it out there amongst the group if other people wanted to join. And before I knew it, our group had grown to 16 people. And um, and so it became you know, apparent to me that what we needed was some kind of a forum where we could um, tell the world really about what we're doing. 
and, and about our bigger goals of what we'd like to try to accomplish. And so that kind of formalized into this thing called the Christian Sirs Network. And eventually, um, not that long ago, we were able to pull together a website, which took a lot of work. And now we're ready to move on with our, our mission. Our mission really is to go out and educate the community, especially the Christian community, about what's going on with biotoxins and SIRS and all of that. Um, that they don't know about and they need to be educated and then we can offer them uh, a place to find help. So obviously there's a bunch of resources out there, Alan, you know, wonderful resources, other resources that might not be so run wonderful, but one of the, the main pieces here is the Christian aspect of it. Um, a lot of us believe that part of the healing isn't just popping supplements and binders, but also what God can help do in our lives. And I know I'm broad stroking right now. So I, I obviously, I, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but just so they can hear it directly out of your mouth, is this website tailored for non-Christians or is it, is it, is it, can anybody come or is it limited to just Christians? No, all people are welcome. All people should come. You know, I think people are going to find us though, based upon the fact that they're searching for treatment for SIRS or biotoxins or mold illness or whatever they're searching for, but they also are looking for a Christian connection. And that's how people will wind up with us. Um, as I said, we're all part of Richie Shoemaker's group. We've all been trained, certified. You know, So we're, what we're doing is we're offering something over and above the science. We're offering physical, emotional, and spiritual care, the holistic care, body, mind, and spirit, that you know in functional medicine we should be doing but are is ignored by a large number of people because they're not comfortable with where their own their own lives are spiritually right. um well i'm very comfortable and we're all very comfortable with where we are spiritually so we feel like that's something we can add to the treatment mix that's hugely important because um as i've discovered and if you want to talk about we can talk about ptsd we can talk about several things you know this isn't just about removing toxins and healing the immune system and healing the brain atrophy. And I mean, that's super important, but if you don't deal with the emotional trauma and that has a tie in with, with your spiritual view and what's going on, I have so many people that are like, where is God? Why am I having this? You know, I thought I knew him. Now I have this mess going on. If we don't solve those issues, then people go on to not get better. No doubt. I see this all the time. And even as I grow in my own faith, I see these opportunities to dive in where even some people, you know, it's not my goal to be a spirit, a goal to be a spiritual advisor, uh, but I try to plant seeds and I try to honor that part of what I do because I've been given this opportunity to serve. Um, so let me ask a couple of questions that maybe the audience members are wondering moving forward. So they show up to this website at CIRS the letter C-I-R-S, the word network.com, pretty straightforward. When they get here, this is their first time. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know if this is where they sign up to get treated, signed up to get an education. How do they navigate this website? I mean, I, I know I'm kind of half answering my question. There's certainly information about who's involved. The faces that you see right now are growing. The more and more people learn about what we are and, and, and what we represent, you can see some of these faces might even look a little familiar to you. But um, is after someone navigates the basics, really, this is a resource. So how, how can this be helpful? If, if I am listening to this right now on my podcast, 
why would I want to go here other than the fact that I'm a Christian and I have CIRS? Well, I mean, that, that's a big reason is, is maybe you're someone who's been struggling with CIRS and biotoxins and you're looking for something more, a deeper connection with the providers. And uh, maybe you're looking for someone who might be a Christian, a follower of Jesus to help you with this. And so you could come to this website and learn a ton about CIRS because there's all that information on there. But then there's also information about the providers. And um, you know, so you could, you could connect with someone that is part of our community and then you would just go directly to their site so that you could um, you know, talk to their staff, register, get you know, as a patient, whatever. So this, this, this net website is really a, a pass-through. It's a resource area. Um, we're not going to answer emails. We're not going to have a staff. We're not going to do any of that. It's basically to provide information and then provide a pass-through to providers who are part of our group who um, have the same spiritual philosophy as we do. And as you can see from looking at this list of providers, there's all kinds of different people on here. So we have doctors, we have nutritionists, SERS coaches, IEPs, um, you know, there's all kinds of different people on here that you can choose from. And all of us pretty much do virtual visits. So, you know, it's not like you have to find somebody that's close to you where you live anymore, unless you want to go in person. I mean, I'm down in Southwest Florida. I see people from all over the world. It's, you know, pandemic changed all that. And now a lot of medicine is being done virtually. And so um, all of us are capable of doing that. So the main goal is just to find someone who you resonate with. You are like, you know, I think I'd like to talk with them. And like for my practice, and I know that, um, a number of the people do this. We have like free 10 minute off, you know, consults that we do with prospective new patients. I did like six of them this week. And, and so we spend time talking on the phone so that you can feel comfortable with the person and say, okay, is that a fit for me? You know, cause if it's not a fit, I don't even want, I don't want you to come to my practice either. Like you're not going to be the stellar patient I'm looking for. I want you to connect with the right person that God wants you to go to so that you'll, you'll have that connection with the provider and you'll be more likely to have a successful outcome. Amen to that. So fine, then let's update our narrative. So somebody who uh, may be dealing with CIRS, they're not really sure where to go. They're a Christian, which is a um, part of their life that they hold dear to them and know that there's a lot of power, a lot of direction. Um, with that, they know that there's now a resource where people who are comfortable talking about their faith um, are, can be available for you. They might go on here and learn a little bit more of the, like the low-hanging fruit nuggets about CIRS where they can find this is right there's a tab dedicated to that. They can go and check out the different partners that are a part of this. And again, just to be clear, this is not some sort of like click on this and, you know, for $10, you can do this. And for $100, you can do that. Where It's like Alan said, this is a pass through. This is like a, a resource for you so that you can skip some of the searching. Maybe you're lost. You don't know where to go to. Maybe you're finding conflict with somebody who claims to be a CIRS treating physician, but they don't have some of the values. Um that you also want them to have to help you. So where do I go in this uncomfortable, awkward type situation? This is one uh, place to go. Resources are available too, as it says, you can download this uh, form. I'll do it right now just so you can see it to kind of like maybe pre do some pre-work 
that you could then fill out and then send that to, say, for example, uh, the clinician that you might want to work with. This is an amazing resource right now, and it's going to grow and evolve as we go. It's real brand new. We wanted to get it out as soon as possible to reach more as many people as possible. This whole time, though, we've been talking about the patient. The question I have for you is, can this be a useful tool or how can practitioners get involved? If someone is listening right now and they're a practitioner, maybe they're a Christian and they obviously want to get involved, how do they, how do they get a hold of you? All they got to do is just get in touch with me. Um, you know, I'm obviously on this site. Um, they can, you know, get in touch with, go to my office website, which is fibromyalgiafortmyers.com. We've got a little, you know, email contact form on there because I'm answering these all the time. They can send us an email and I will get back to them and talk to them. Excellent. Um, anything else we want to bring to light on this resource before I bring up a separate talk, a topic going on, uh, and that would be the, the events of Hurricane Ian. Yeah, I think that, you know, this is just, Michael, the beginning of what we're going to be doing. Um, this was the launch point to at least get us out there. Um, I've got a fictitious name. Um, oh, the other thing we didn't talk about is we're, we're putting the Christian SIRS network under my 501c3, which I have, which we're going to talk about in a second, which is Christian Medical Ministries. So this will be a nonprofit organization that'll be part of that. And um, uh, patients can just come here, get information, go find a practitioner. People that are searching can come here. But eventually, we want to go out and educate the world. And so the next step of this whole process after this is to actually go on um, and do summits. We want to do online summits. We want to do educational summits that are talking about data-driven, scientifically validated treatment for this condition, but it's also addressing the emotional and spiritual parts of treating this condition. Uh, and we believe we can do that effectively in an online summit um, to provide an alternative to moldy or whatever other summits are going on out there that are not addressing the issues that we're going to do. This is amazing. And I want to just share a quick story, if that's okay, on just my own journey with CIRS, having had it kind of getting through the latter steps, if you will, of um, healing. Um, when I look back at my own journey, um, it certainly was helpful to have people surrounding me that helped me with, you know, the testing of my body to under things from understand things better from a numerical perspective, um, to to deal with more your my body holistically. Like, yeah, you might have CIRS, but we need to really also correct some GI stuff and having a holistic doctor um, help me through that has been an absolute blessing. In the end, for me, what held, held me together, because I, I'm sure that if you're listening right now, if you've gone through this, you've had that roller coaster ride of emotions and you know, those sorts of feelings. I can talk to you about diagnosed PT, P, PTSD and what that looks like. I can talk to you about depression. I can talk to you about all of those sorts of maybe you might call them negative feelings or things. And that at the end, it was really God and that comfort. It was my relationship there. I can't tell you how many times I sat in this chair or other places just at the end, just putting my faith in him. And, 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 and it's funny because it wasn't just a, you feel that way and you say that, but there was a response. There was a feeling of comfort, of safety. And I still had good days and bad days. And, you know, God's not a slot machine where you, you always have a predictable response, but it's that faith. And it's such an uncomfortable, not for you and I, 
but it's it, it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people to hear that because faith is not something that uh, is is oftentimes described as a black or white tangible thing. It's the word faith in itself is, is is it has a definition that implies something that you believe that you may not even be able to to see or hear or experience directly. What I can tell you is I had absolute peace through the process. So landing my airplane in my experience here is just to say that don't discount that piece of your healing. Um, I, I Alan could speak for himself on maybe what percentages or what this looks like in his practice. But for me, when I get off the phone with many clients or ending those phone calls with them, faith is such a big piece and it what's gets it, it's, it, it's what gets them from step one to two to three to four. Because on the dark days, on the days where you're not feeling 100%, but you know you're going to get better, your body will heal. But on the days that you're not feeling 100%, that's when you get tested. That's, that's when you start wondering things and your mind starts thinking things and having that savior here to help you is a, is a very powerful thing. And I want you, the listeners that are listening to this to know that this is a very powerful resource for you because you're working with like-minded individuals. Um, you know, so I've been taking care of SERS patients now for over 16 years and thousands, you know, of them. I have a free clinic to do that. Um, the most important thing that people tell me about the experience is, you know, this, the medical care has been great. I love you very much, but you pray with me every time I come to your office or I'm on the phone with you or whatever. I do. I mean, I offer to pray with every patient. Now, that doesn't matter whether they're Muslims or atheists or whatever it is. I still offer to pray with them. And if they say no, that's great. I'll tell you that in 16 plus years of doing this, I've only had three people say they didn't want me to pray with them. It's not a so, bad average. Yeah, that that's so, you know, this is like thousands of people, right? So so people are seeking, they want this. They they inertly believe that God's there, you know, and, and no matter how much we try to explain him away, he's still there. God's God. He created all this. He's still involved in our lives. And and when it's you're at a crisis point, that's when you're kind of like, okay, I need some help, God, right? And, and so you're starting to think about spiritual things that maybe you didn't think about before. And maybe you're going to reconnect with your roots that when you were a kid, you went to church, and now you haven't been doing that, but maybe you want to get back there. This is a good time to kind of look at all that, because God is the healer. Uh, we have a name for him called Jehovah Rapha, which means the Lord who heals. He's the healer. He's the one that has to provide healing. I'm just a conduit. Michael's a conduit of, of God working through us to provide that, but he's the one that's actually doing it. He doesn't need us. I mean, he could do this himself. He could just zap up somebody and say, zap, you're better, and you're done. But God, in his infinite grace, chooses to use us to help in this process, which is amazing. I think early on in my Christian medical career, I was kind of like, you know, okay, God, well, you don't really need me. I'm just going to step back and you can do all this. And, and, and I began to see that I can't put God in a box. Like I need to let him be free to, to do whatever God wants to do. Right. So God can heal actually in three different ways. So he can heal supernaturally, which he does. Um, he can heal through nutrition and vitamins and nutrients and things that he's given us in this world to heal our bodies. But God can also heal through medical providers and IEPs and coaches. He can use us to be, a, and counselors, he can use us to be a part of that healing process. However he does it, it's all good. 
right? Yeah. So I, I let him be free to do whatever. And I'm just kind of along for the ride. And, and along the way, I pray and I say, God, how, how do you want me to help me, me to help this person? And he'll tell me and I'll step in and, and provide that help. But I, I always keep coming back to ultimately, he's the one that has to fix this. I couldn't have said it any better, Alan. And it's just, again, a reminder of how important it is to not put, like you said, God in a box, not, not, not if, if, if you fit, if there's a sense of shame of, well, I was a kid and I used to go, but I stopped going. And now I feel like I'm just trying to cash in now that I really need him. Welcome to being human. Welcome to what God expected. So, so it, you're, you're, you're okay to come and ask for that help. And again, I think it's like, like Alan said it perfectly. It's just having that relationship with a practitioner, whether you're working with an IEP for the environmental side, like I want to know more about my home, where do I even start? How do I test? Do I need to test? When? How? Or it's the practitioner side and getting you to understand more about your body and what are we dealing with? CRS is a broad stroking term and it does cover quite a lot. And there can be other sorts of illnesses or side issues going on that all ultimately are playing a role in how you might be feeling and reacting to the environment that you live in. God is a central piece of all that in my experience. And similar to uh, Alan's stats, I've rarely had a situation where I wasn't able to respectfully um, bring God in, even, even just in my own experiences. And it's amazing what I'm finding of how, many, how we attract these types of people without asking them. It's not like when I, they fill out my questionnaire, it says, are you a Christian? I, I respect wherever you come from. Um, but, but this is a great resource. Alan, I know it's new. I know it. there's a lot more to add. I love the fact that it's a nonprofit and people know that the transparency, easy, quick resources, which by the way, perfect for somebody with brain fog who doesn't want to dive in eight layers deep to finally get to the nuggets. This is all right here, right in front of you, available free. Um, I'll make sure that when this podcast goes live, we'll have the, the the links and everything available. You brought something up to me the other day, Alan, via email, and I I I I felt that it was obviously important to bring it up here. Hurricane Ian uh, happened not too horribly long ago, and you've seen you've observed that to say the least. I don't want to like misdirect anybody. There was a lot of things that you wanted to share about your observations out there and what's going on. Would you mind taking the time to just talk about that hurricane and just what you're seeing and what you're experiencing? Sure. Um, so that was September 29th, a day which will live in infamy. Um, I went through Hurricane Charlie in, in Punta Gorda. I was in ground zero of that. And I thought, well, this is it for my lifetime. I'll never have to see one of these again. Well, guess what? I did. Um, yeah, it was. And it and it, compared to Charlie, this was 10 times worse. I mean, it was 10 times as devastating. Um, so Hurricane Ian hit um, along Lee County, Fort Myers area. Of course, that's where I'm at is in Fort Myers. And um, and, and it's ruined it's devastated our region i mean this used to be you know a travel destination for everybody and nobody wants to come here now nobody will want to come here for years to come because uh, everything's ruined um so out of our and, and this affected not only our county but counties around us and then up through the central part of the state i mean ian had ian affected half of florida um, and, and caused just horrible devastation. But the, the ground zero impact was here in Lee County and in Fort Myers area and in Naples and, and our area here. And um, 
tens of thousands of structures have been ruined. I mean, it's hard to even put into perspective what that means, you know? You see that on TV and you kind of hear about it, but, you know, to just put it, you know, think about a whole, you know, cities of homes that are ruined. Um, yeah. And and it's not because, I mean, a lot of them flooded because we had a huge storm surge. You know, I mean, we no one's ever seen a storm surge like this before. Um, you know, when on Sanibel, for example, eight foot of water was in, you know, coming through the, the whole community, covered the whole island of eight foot of water. Um, you know, so we had storm surge, but we had 150 mile an hour winds and it was ripping off roofs. And so there was water coming into homes right and left. And so we've got all these structures now, businesses, homes that are that are water damaged. And we know from population statistics, right, that 24% of the population is genetically susceptible to get sick from this stuff. And we know that, you know, within a couple of days, there's bad stuff growing in these homes, but the people have nowhere to go. They have no other options. So they're living there. Now, the homes that were totally destroyed, they're living in, you know, shelters like we've got the Hertz Arena that's open. They're living in an arena. There's tents that people are living in. But the hotels are all full of adjusters and contractors and people from out of town. They nabbed all that stuff up. So there's no hotel rooms for them to go to. And FEMA has not produced magically thousands of trailers for people to look to, to move into. So basically, they're stuck in their homes. So what have they done? Well, someone told them to tear out some drywall. So they've done a little of that. They've pulled out some carpet. Um, you know, they've, they've tried to clean their clothes. They've tried to, you know, whatever furniture was really bad went out to the street. The rest of it, they're drying out and they're living in this, right? So this is going to be an epidemic of SERS patients for years to come. I mean, so my estimates are based on our population and, and the number of structures and, you know, the percentage of people that were affected, we're going to have 45,000 new SERS cases in Lee County over the next year, 45,000 people. And out of that, 20% of them or 9,000 of them will have no insurance or money. They have, they have no way to get help for this. They can't go to a doctor, they can't go, to the, they can't go anywhere. Even if somebody did know how to take care of them, which they don't, they don't have the resources to get help. Um, that's a lot of people. And, and, and it's even more when you look in the surrounding counties and other parts of Florida, um, there's a lot of people that are going to be affected by this that have no resources. So I decided to pivot what I've been doing in my free pain clinic and, um, and try to take care of those people. And, and we can talk about that you know, further if you want. Well, yeah, I think maybe on, in the spirit of being Christian and trying to do Christian type work, what are you doing to try to help out? Well, um, it's a huge undertaking. Uh, you know, when, when I asked the Lord, like, you, what do you want me to do with this? And this is horrible. Like, how am I supposed to make an impact here? And he said, well, I think you need to shift what you're doing with your free pain clinic, and you need to get out in the community, and you need to take care of these people on site. So came up with the idea with my clinic director, Jackie, of developing a mobile SERS clinic. And um, that's what we're in the process of, of putting together. And it's uh, not going to take a ton of resources that I don't have. Um, and we're going to go out to eight different sites in Lee County, and we're going to take care of people who have no insurance or money or help, and we're going to do it for free. And it won't cost them a penny, and they're going to be able to come to our sites um, different times of the week 
Um, and I'm going to be doing a lot of this virtual visits, but I'm going to have an army of volunteers helping me with this. Um, so for example, this week I worked out with Florida Gulf Coast University. They have a nurse practitioner program. They want to partner with me and send nurse practitioner students to help man the sites. Um, there's, I've, I put a proposal in with our local health system, Lee Health, and the director of the community care clinics, um, Bob, who's a Christian, he totally got it. And he, and he has some construction background and he totally knew what was going on and how bad it's gonna be. And he's like, no, I wanna, I wanna partner with this, with you. So, so and, and United Way came along and said, you can use any of our United Way houses and they have United Way facilities all over our area. So we're gonna use a lot of those for free. Wow. Uh, and so we're gonna go out there and we're gonna try to find these people with church partners. We're gonna have partners in each community that's a, a large church so that they can supply us with volunteers and they can go out and um, find the patients for us and bring them in and we'll get them better. We'll give them well call, we'll give them supplements. We'll, we'll, we're gonna do whatever we gotta do for free. So obviously that's gonna require a lot of money, resources uh, or partners. And that's what I'm trying to work on because my estimates are that, and for those of you that you know are involved with Surge, you know that well call is one of the binders that we use to, to treat that. So I estimated that to treat 10,000 patients over the next year, which is what I'm thinking, I'm gonna need 7 million tablets of WellCall. Where's mm -hmm. that gonna come from? I mean, that's not free, right? Or cheap. So, or cheap. Yeah, it's not cheap. So, so, you know, I contacted the pharmaceutical company and they're like, oh, we wanna help you, but we don't have, you know, the resources, blah, blah, blah. So now they've got me on a path to somebody else, to somebody else. So eventually I'm gonna land somewhere that I can figure out how to do this. but um it got if god's in it it's going to happen and he's going to bring together all these resources and we're going to go out and treat ten thousand patients and, and i'm going to keep a lot of data um I mean, no one has ever attempted something like this before you know after katrina or anything no one's done any of this so it's going to be a learning experience but hopefully then we'll have a model set up that the next time this happens it'll be there like someone could like implement this because we've already done it right I couldn't tell from you know the the amount of work that you're you're doing and helping other people. I for a second I thought you were talking about the book of Acts or something. I mean it's just it's amazing what you're doing, um, Alan, and and humbling at the same time. And obviously it's hard because you you can't help but think about all the people who are in the positions that you just described. For any practitioners listening, all the more reason to try to join if this all any of this resonates with you. Um, to reach out to Alan, he kind of already told us how to get a hold of him, and 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 ultimately see how you can become of a community of like-minded professionals who can help people. Because again, God's such an important aspect through all of this, and all of us, probably most of us listening, certainly myself and Alan, can speak from personal experience uh, where that actually played a role uh, in our lives, how it actually transformed us. I spent the first thirty years of my life as an atheist. I mean, to see that I'm doing any of this now, right? is, it, it's yeah. a miracle. There's no, people look at me and they're like, how did you get like this? You used to be like that. I'm like, that's got what God does. I mean, that's what Jesus does for people. He just changes them. He transforms them. I mean, I would have never thought, you know, when I was, you know, twenties and, you know, that I'd be doing ministries and going out and helping people in the name of yeah. Jesus and praying. With, I thought that was the furthest thing from my mind. 
I, anyway, I just love this. I love what I'm doing. Um, and for those of you out there who might be interested in something like this, and you're like, you know, but I don't know what I'm doing. Hey, I'll give you a crash course in SIRS. I mean, that's what I'm going to have to do for these nurse practitioner students. They don't know anything about this. I'm going to have to develop some kind of crash course for them, uh, where in a few hours I can teach them the basics of how to take care of SIRS patients. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't help but think when you said that, you know, you, you let them dip their toes in the water with you, have you help them with the crash course, but we have resources too to learn more about Sears for those uh, CIRS for those of those who are interested right here on the web on the screen right now if you're watching if you're listening only uh, survivingmold.com and another website that's newer uh, CIRSX.com SearsX.com is a great place if you really want to dip those toes in a little bit deeper uh, any care to elaborate or say it any better than I just did Alan well, I think um, Surviving Mold is the premier place for patients to go to. I think SIRSX is the premier place for providers to go to uh, who want to learn more about this and get educated, um, you know, because, you know, we're putting on conferences. We have all kinds of resources available on SIRSX uh, to help educate providers, especially uh, about how to, how do you start doing this? How do you manage these people? All right. So I've heard about this. I'm sort of interested. I don't even know how to start. Well, we'll help you get started. I mean, if you, you just let me know or go on to SIRSX, let somebody know that you want to start this process, we'll help you. Um, yeah. And patients, you know, they're, they're migrating to surviving mold. I mean, I don't know how many people go there a month. I mean, it was, it's an outrageous number of people. That's a great resource for the patients. And that's where the certification program comes through is through Richie Shoemaker. So we have lots of ways that you can get involved in this. And then, but if anybody, you know, looking at what's going on here in, in Florida and you're like, man, I really want to help with that. Let me know. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I could use all the help I could get. <laughs> That's just it. I can use a lot of help. And if people are interested in like donating, um, they can go to our website, freepainclinic.org. And um, there's a place on there that you can do an online donation. And yeah. um, it's, it's really simple. And like I said, I'm going to need a lot of resources to buy a lot of well call and a lot of fish oil, because uh, it's not going to come free. I mean, cheap, you know, so I'm going to have to go out and buy this and I'm going to have to have a lot of money to do that. Right on for sure. Uh, Alan, any closing thoughts before we end today? Thank you so much, by the way, for taking the time to share what you have so far. Um, I think the only other closing thought I would give you is, you know, there's a lot because of what our, our community has been through, it's made me much more attuned to the whole topic of PTSD um, because I have a lot of patients that are going through that. And it made me kind of look closer at, you know, what's going on in the general SERS community with PTSD. And I think, you know, I went back to that talk that we had at our conference on Genie and how there's this PTSD gene that's upregulated in 35% of SERS patients. And, and down here now, it's probably 50% of the SERS patients yeah. are, P, are dealing with PTSD issues. And, and if we're just trying to treat them with counseling alone, it's not going to work. Uh, you know, because all my patients that have this have been through counseling for years and they're still struggling, right? You have to fix their SIRS. You have to do specific things to fix this gene. You still have to do counseling. But here's the big question, you know, Michael, out of this whole mess is, all right, so let's say I'm out in, in you know, downtown Fort Myers in a, in a free space and I'm seeing, you know, all these patients that are living in these contaminated structures and they're sick and they feel horrible how do I complete step one? 
how do I get them out of exposure? That's the piece of this I haven't solved yet. I'm going to solve it. I have to solve it. Um, but I don't know how totally to do that yet. How do I get them out of their environment so they can heal from this when that's the only yeah. place they have to live? Or how do we create micro environments that might be safe enough, not ideal, Correct. not consistent with what we would want. But again, we're, we're th this is one of those tough discussion points that a lot of people don't want to go there and talk about because it's not easy. It's not convenient. It's not, it's not, it doesn't fit the box of a perfect CRS patient and their situation. And a lot of times what we've done is it ends up being a case by case where a client who's in a bad spot, it's like, all right, well, let's talk about creating a sanctuary within the water damage building. Let's talk about things that you can add and incorporate into the home to lower exposures, whether it's filtration devices, purification devices, um, personal protection equipment, mass respirators of different types. What can we do to help it so that it's safe enough so that when your doctor is giving you the binders, there's going to be a reasonable expectation that there's going to be improvement, whether it's symptoms, whether it's cytokine, whether it's any sort of other metric, VCS, whatever it might be, are we going to see improvement? But it's it's not an easy one, hence your pause in the question of how do we deal with it? And I don't think there's a blatant response. I don't think there's a buy this machine and it will solve all your problems. No, so um, I have a couple of plans. So one is I reached out to um, this HVAC company that I work with all the time with my patients that I've trained their technicians personally what to do, um, and they're willing to help. So, so they're going to go and get together the other HVAC companies and see if we can get a group together who's willing to go into their homes and look at their HVAC systems and, and decontaminate them, because that's going to be a huge problem for us. Especially here. where you're at. <laughs> especially where we are. I mean, people are living in air conditioning here. So that's like the whole problem, right? And but we have to remember that these 10,000 people that I'm going to be treating are all living in landlord situations. They're in apartments, rental homes, they're not living in a place that they own, right? So then how do I get the landlord to go along with what I want to do? Right. So there's going to have to be some hammer behind that. So that oh, means yeah. I got to go through the county. Right. And I got to get the county to act as the hammer to say, you're going to have to do this. Well, that's the next stop on my journey that I haven't quite gotten there yet, but I'm going to get there. God bless you, Alan. That's right. That, that's the kind of hammer that we need to all do a better job at plenty of times in situations where that's exactly the issue. We got all the ideas right there, ready to go, but no hammer to drive that nail in and get it done. God bless you for doing that and, and taking the time, how you were able to do it and still have time for things like this is an amazing thing. So thank you. Um, to those listening and watching, thank you again for taking the time. We hope that this introduction of the CRS network uh, is a great add-on uh, for something for you to take a look. It's not it's not like a 20-layer a deep website. It's very simple, quick to get resources, a quick to re links to find out to learn more if you want to consider working with somebody who can help you or if you're not sure if you want to learn more as a patient go visit survivingmold.com and and scour that website that is a little bit deeper um if you're a professional if you're a practitioner and you want to learn more go to cirsx.com if you want to learn more about sears and 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 how the research behind it all I, i'm a full member of that site and i can tell you there's a a plethora of, an, of resources, not just for clinicians that are very useful studies, that sort of thing, but environmentally. And that speaks to me personally is like, where's all this stuff coming from? I mean, we say this, we say this is a good way to assess the home or a good way to sample. Where's the data? So there's a lot of well, 
resources for you to build your own network of information so that you feel like you're being responsible and doing good work out there in the field and not just recommending some sort of snake oil hocus pocus solution that really hasn't been tested. So thank you so much, Alan, for joining us today. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you on another one. Thank you, Michael. The content of this show is for informational purposes and represents the sole opinion of the host and its interviewees only. Any reliance on the information provided in this show is done at your own risk. Additional opinions and or research may change our current view of the topics spoken in this show. We do our best to minimize any inaccuracies presented and make legitimate efforts to back all comments with our own field experience, independent literature, or studies that support the topics discussed. This information should not be used to make conclusive decisions regarding your health or exposure. Ultimately, all questions and or concerns regarding your health should be addressed by a qualified physician. Additional exposure concerns and or questions pertaining to the health of your home or building should be addressed by qualified and on-site professionals. Any and all products and services discussed in this show should not be construed as a recommendation, endorsement, or guarantee that their use is appropriate for your situation. In short, we hope this information is of value to you, but please do not act upon it without actual and individual consultation and guidance by professionals who have taken the time and appropriate collection of data to assess your unique situation.